Hey, all you nature nerds, this is You're Gonna Die Out There. nature nerds welcome back to another episode of you're gonna die out there this is a nugget welcome back megan's gonna tell a story i am we are sorry we're a little behind schedule but you know these things happen anyway any news anything that's happened recently that's uh you know you'd like to share before we get started yeah uh, just real quick i don't remember if i shared this previously but i'm just gonna if i did i don't even care i don't even care jen our flag means death on HBO Max uh-huh. is a great show and everybody should go watch it. It's freaking hilarious. Wait, um, our flag means death? Yeah. Okay. It's about pirates. Oh. Okay. So then already. Already. Already amazing. And it's like, you know, the guy who plays Murray in Flight of the Concords, Rice Darby? Okay. Reese Darby? Okay. The New Zealander? Uh-huh. He's like the manager for Flight of the Concords, that guy? Yeah. He's like one of the main I'm characters. like, aren't they all New Zealanders? <laughs> I mean, they are all. <laughs> but he's like one of the main characters. And then Taika Waititi, Waikiki, I cannot, oh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. That's so rude. But he's like a film director, producer, mm-hmm, actor, mm-hmm. very good looking New Zealander also. Yeah. It's just so good. Okay. I'll check it out. Go check it out. It's really funny. I actually also downloaded the soundtrack for seasons one and two because that's also really good. Oh, the soundtrack. The like soundtrack is really pirate good. Pirate music? <laughs> some of it's pirate music. Some of it is heart. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, <laughs> I feel like if you like Flight of the Concords, if you mm-hmm. like What We Do in the Shadows, oh yeah, you're going to like this show. You're so randomly, it. there is a girl that I went to high school with mm-hmm. that I'm friends with on Facebook. So, you know, I can't yeah. be the only one who has a bunch of high school friends. I, dele- that I deleted I all of hardly mine. know. <laughs> yeah, sure. At all. That you vaguely remember. We all somehow just like connected. The face looks familiar. Yeah. But I'm like, were we friends? But it's fine remember. because this girl, I'm like, why weren't we friends? Because oh. she does cosplay mm-hmm. of the what we do in the shadows. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, she like goes to stuff dressed like what's her name? What's like I, I can't. Remember. I did it last year for Halloween, and I can't remember. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm blanking out right now. Anyway, Nadia. Nadia. Yeah. Thank you for looking that. So up. she dresses up as Nadia and like goes to things, and she looks great. So good. And I'm like, where were you? In Why high weren't school? we friends? Why? Yeah. Like random. The school in Oklahoma. You're just going on Craigslist like misconnection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more than 10 years ago. <laughs> Wait, is there still Craigslist? It has to still, does it still exist? I don't even know. I haven't had to go on Craigslist because Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been on in a really long time and I haven't heard about it. I want to go. Casual you know what? Encounters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we both know somebody who met somebody... What? Uh, through a missed connection. No, uh, I was told that do. story one time we do uh, from Peace Corps. Really? Yeah. Oh, I guess he got a, a free haircut out of it. Is it's, it still a thing? It's still a thing. Oh, man. Well, I, I mean, be, it's, it's, you know what? I should be checking it because I could have missed a missed connection. Honestly. I'm just probably all over Guam. <laughs> Misconnection, <laughs> or like a driver's they're rage. They're like lady thing. who backed into me at the parking lot and then drove away. La- lady in orange Subaru terrorizing 
Marine Corps Drive. <laughs> uh, yeah. Amazing. So good. Anyway, so are you ready for today's noogie? Um, I'm so ready. Noogie, noogie. We haven't recorded in a while. We haven't. Yeah. After this, we're going to record some science news, which are bonus if you're a, a patron. A patron. Yeah. Excellent. Just throwing that out there. Let me start with a little fun fact. I mean, okay. not, really, not really fun. Oh. Uh, Jen. Is this a spooky one? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of creepy. Okay. But, I mean, it is October. It is. It is. Did you know that the first listed accidental death on a movie? Do you know what it is? Do you know when it happened or... Listed heard? accidental death on a movie. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, it has to go way back. Uh, Nineteen fourteen. Okay, yeah, it's like silent films. Yeah, it's it's a movie called Across the Border. Uh-huh. July first of nineteen fourteen. They're filming in Canyon City, Colorado, and there's a cast member. Her name is Grace McHugh, and she's filming a scene where her character is crossing the Arkansas River in a boat. And when the boat capsizes, like, I guess, I don't know if it was part of it, if she was meant to capsize or mm-hmm. whatever, the camera operator, they see her fall into the water and the camera operator swims over to her, like jumps into the river, uh, drags her onto the sandbar. Yeah. But the sandbar, Jen, it was quicksand. Oh, quicksand. <laughs> it's a nuggy. It's a nuggy. I'm going to do, because I was thinking to do quicksand as like a full on episode. But there just wasn't enough. Mm, there's not too much. Yeah. Wait we'll a find second. out why. Did she die? They died. Both died. What? The rest of the cu- crew watched from the other side. They were sucked down into the sandbar and the water drowned them. Oh, it was not no. the sandbar, but because where they were. Yeah. It was like too much water coming over them. So, oh, that's terrible. First accidental death listed in a movie. Like, in a movie. Was quicksand, of all things. Of all things, yeah. Wow. Um, Carter, the camera operator, Owen Carter, got a Carnegie Hero Award posthumous, obviously, for his efforts to rescue her. Oh, my gosh. Very sad. Imagine you're you're living your best life as a... Camera operator? Camera, no, like a movie star. star. Yeah, and you just fall into some water. And then you literally die in quicksand. And I bet everybody's like, ah, we should have got that on film. (laughs) Oh God! I hope not. <laughs> that yeah, there's probably some really awful director. Yeah, this is before OSHA for sure. Yeah, yeah. Good times, 1914. So yeah, today we're going to talk about quicksand. I love it. So, it is. It is. I feel like it's Halloween esque. Yeah, it's a. It's definitely a fear. Yes, it's definitely a thing. It, we'll talk about it why. Is a thing. So quicksand, also known as sinking sand, uh-huh. it's a colloid. Have you ever heard of that before? Nope. So. Basically, colloids are when one substance has another substance dispersed throughout it. So quicksand is a colloid because water has a bunch of sand particles Mm -hmm. dispersed through it. Right. Okay. So it's like a really wet sand. Right. Or really sandy water. Okay. You know, but just enough, right, that's dispersed throughout. Uh Uh-huh. Quicksand is sand particles inside water, and it's activated or it forms when the sand is suddenly agitated. Mm-hmm. The water in the sand can't escape, and it creates like this liquefied soil that can't support any weight on top of it. Or it can't support weight up to a certain point on top of it. So quicksand can form in standing water or upflowing water. So like it could form just in like an area where there's a lot of water, kind of marshy areas or like tidal zones. Uh-huh. Or it can form like around a spring where water is like coming up into sand. Any but it would have to be, no, I'm just, I'm like picturing never ending story situation. Well, I mean, I don't think we should talk about the never-ending story <laughs> because that was really about emotions, Jen. That was about emotions that was dragging the horse down. That's why we should always keep our spirits high and, you know, be happy. Wow. No matter what. 
<laughs> no matter realize, what. That's what the 80s taught me. I was going to push that button. That, you really have to. You know, I don't remember <clears> ever be being like, I mean, I'm like, I was like, that scene was hard, but I was more into that flying, like, larva guy. Like, what was he? <laughs> You're talking about Falcor? Yeah. The, the dragon? He's a luck dragon. I mean... He's good luck. He was so weird. Like, the bubbles? He was so weird. Those were his scales. It was so weird to me that I was like, <laughs> I would never touch him in a million years. <laughs> like, does he have leprosy? What's going on? Is that why he doesn't have back legs? Yeah, I mean, it looked like corn on the cob-esque. <laughs> but my mom took me to see that movie when I was a yeah. kid. No, it's a great movie. It, it was a great movie. Okay, so this is the thing. I re- recently rewatched uh, The NeverEnding Story, and that part happens so early in the movie when the horse, when Artex goes down, right? Yeah, yeah. It happens so early and so fast. Yeah. Like, as a child, because they shared a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or just bread in, like, a maybe a scene earlier, I was like, all of a sudden, I think as a kid, your imagination just, like, makes this amazing connection. And the fact that it's a horse, yeah. right? And you're just like, they're magical. And you really believe that the horse has, like, gone away. But uh-huh. as an adult, you're watching it, and you're like, oh, this isn't actually as traumatizing. Which I think is why parents at the time were like, this movie's fine. Yeah. But as a child, I would, like, sometimes, you know, have awful dreams about Artex. So I couldn't get I would be sobbing through that part. So I was 10. Yeah. When it came out. And I think I was already like jaded. You're already over it. What, what, <laughs> like I was what already year? like it's as cynical as I am now. Yeah. <laughs> what year did it come out? 84. Okay. So I was four. So there's a big difference. The, huge. Yeah. Huge. And I would have definitely watched it many, many times. Uh-huh. I've seen it. I mean, I think there was a point where I could just like recite parts of that movie. And I was really sad. Really sad. I could about see that part. Big sad eyes. Just tears. Yeah, I, I I don't remember having a lot of feelings about it. But it's I mean, it's I was good like, you, that was fun. It's good you bring up the the quicksand, quote unquote, in the Neverending Story. That seems more muddy. It's not. It's not just sand. It can be dirt or clay. Yeah, that quicksand could be. So it could be sand, dirt, any kind of soily That's particles. Got too much water. Happening. Yeah, with a lot but of. But it water. seems like it would have to be super deep too. So it doesn't. It totally doesn't have to be deep. Yeah. So, well, deep enough for a whole human to like go in it. But a whole human doesn't actually go in it. What? I know. What is happening? I know it's blowing your mind. Okay, hold on. Okay. So, let me just real quick, I'll just go through what happens when you like step into quicksand. Okay. Okay. So, the crazy part is that the soil might actually look solid, right? Like when you're walking up to it and then you put your foot in it, there's a sudden change of pressure. That shock of your foot going on it is what causes the initial liquefaction. Okay. Like the, everything, you know, gets liquid, liquidy. Mushy. When that shock happens, that's when the sand disperses, like moves out away from your foot into the water. And that's what's giving it that quicksand feeling. And then you kind of fall into it. It's like a spongy liquid texture. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, let me see. For technical people, <laughs> this is, I pulled this from, I think I pulled this from uh, Wikipedia. Quicksand is a sheer thinning non-Newtonian fluid. Enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that when it's undisturbed, it often appears to be a solid or a gel form. But with less than a 1% change in the stress on the quicksand, that will cause a sudden decrease in its viscosity, moving it to a sol form. So SOL. Oh, form. Okay. I don't know what those say. If you're interested in any of that, go look it up. I don't know. But basically, it's like, seems like it's a solid. Once you touch it, it becomes liquid. Mm-hmm. You ever played with uh, magic sand? Oh, yeah. Very similar. It's fun. Or like that stuff you can make, like the goopy stuff you can make with cornstarch. 
and water. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can touch it and you could, but then it's also liquidy. Yeah. Kind of similar, I think. Okay. Uh, what are the things that can cause quicksand? It becomes quicksand. Like what are the shocks? One is like stepping in it. The other is something like an earthquake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a big shock to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's imagine a person's foot stepping into the quicksand. The foot shocks the surface and then the quicksand particles give way to the weight that's falling into it. So your foot kind of going down into it. Then the areas around your leg... There's like denser regions of sand Mm -hmm. that are kind of pushing against your leg as you're falling in, but they're not fully compacted. Like the sand isn't dense enough for you to stand on it, like put your weight on it, but it's just enough to suspend you. And you're going to float in the quicksand to the point where your weight and the quicksand's weight or pressure around you is equal. So most people actually don't sink into quicksand. You'll just float. That's what I was going to say. If you just, like, relax. Because <laughs> it's mostly water. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about how to get out of quicksand Is it just, later. like, most people just struggle? Like, what people do when they're swimming, and they get scared, and then and they, they struggle, struggle and then, yeah, they get tired. Yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about some more. Oh, okay. Things too. We'll get there, Jen. Oh, my Sorry. God. All right. Like, tell me what happens, Megan. <laughs> so, I will just mention that it's not thin enough for you to swim through it like water, right? You can't, like, doggy paddle through quicksand. Could you float on your back? You could float on your back. You could, you could. So Wikipedia also says to move within the quicksand, a person or an object must apply sufficient pressure on the compacted sand, like the stuff around your legs, right? Uh Or like underneath you to reintroduce enough water to liquefy it. And the forces required to do this are super huge. To remove a foot, just one foot from quicksand at a speed of one centimeter per second would require the same amount of force that's needed to lift a car. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. But yeah, I, this is where I say it. Fun fact, Jen, it is impossible for a human to sink entirely into quicksand because quicksand has a density of about two grams per cubic centimeter. And the density of a human body is only about one gram per cubic centimeter. So you are less dense, making you float. Okay. So then how do people get die in quicksand? So like a lot of times it's the tides. Because quicksand is usually in areas that are like tidal zones Uh or like areas where tides might be coming up. And so they drown in water. Or they're stuck in a place that's really remote. Because they're stuck. Because they're stuck. You can't, the amount of like force, you're going to become exhausted. You can't get your leg. You can't get out. Out. You need somebody to help you get out. Right? Oh, like somebody able to like li- essentially lift a car, right? Or um, like a drunk a jungle creature. <laughs> or a jungle creature. So yeah, you're not actually gonna it's that you get stuck and then usually it's tides that come in and then mm-hmm. you drown. And actually when I was thinking about, you know, when we first started talking about this podcast, like, oh, we're gonna do a podcast and all that. One of the things, <laughs> the story that I wanted to talk about was this insane story. You know, there used to be that show, I think it's still around, that's called like 101 Ways to Die. Or something uh, like that, or... I think I, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, no, and I just, one I of the creepiest, like, I still think about it sometimes, you know, when you're going to sleep. And that was a creepy show. It's a super creepy show. This one way that really blew my mind was, it's like similar to quicksand, but also not, is that there was this guy, he was in like Texas, like Galveston or something, uh-huh. and he went to go fish on the beach, and he had his truck, mm-hmm. and the next morning, they find the truck, they don't find him. They move the truck. He's under the truck, dead. And they're like, how did that happen? It's like a riddle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what had happened is that he was fishing late at night. It started raining. He was trying to sleep in the bed of his truck. 
they think that he got out, went underneath his truck to sleep. Uh-huh. And then the tide came in. And he couldn't get out of the sand. It was kind of like a combination of the sand and then his truck lowering <gasps> on top of him. Oh, my gosh. And he died. He was crushed to death. So that is terrible. Yeah. I that think show, about that all the time. What? That that show was creepy because it was like so kind of like, and then this will happen. Ha oh, ha, don't do that. <laughs> know. You know, it was like that. Remember? Yeah. And it was, it was I, like, so don't sleep under your truck. You know, it was like, <laughs> and you're like, okay. And you're like traumatized yeah, by the thought exactly. of this guy waking up and like, I mean, that's like that movie with Kevin Bacon where he gets buried in a coffin. Oh, well, I can't watch that movie. Any of those movies. Those, yeah, those kind of, that's what it makes me think of. I just, yeah. I cannot. So it was kind of like a combination because the tide came in. He was kind of trapped in the sand. Yeah. He couldn't, it was too dense for him to get out. He couldn't swim out from underneath. And then the truck started to sink with it. I don't remember a Kevin Bacon movie where he gets stuck. I, I remember one with like. Oh, Kiefer uh, Seller. Kiefer Sutherland. I think it's Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was the one. Was that the one with Julia Roberts? I feel she, like no, no, no. Uh, Sandra Bull. Who was it? Someone. And it like had. That. Um, it had. Um, Wasn't it a truck driver that like? like yeah, no, it stole was. Her uh, or something? It was Big Lebowski. <laughs> it was um, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. He was like some was crazy he? serial killer, and that lived oh, in the woods. Yeah, but I can't remember the female character. Yeah, Somebody's I feel like it was like a Julia Robertsy situation. Yeah. Like he went and did the, like, stole her from the gas station right. and then buried her alive. Yeah. And then made the husband go on some crazy yes. thing to find and her. He and got then buried. he got buried alive. Yeah. yeah. And there's like the scene where he like flicks on the, so the like lighter. This like movie. Yeah. yeah. I just couldn't imagine just even seeing, if I were to watch the trailer for that movie. Yeah. I would be like, <laughs> Yeah. So what do you do? Oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, they say that if you find yourself stuck in quicksand, the best idea is to lean back so that the weight of your body is distributed over a wider area. Mm -hmm. um, moving won't actually cause you to sink. And actually, so we were talking about like struggling or like the very quick movements. Maybe that's not so good because you're going to get really tired. Mm -hmm. But slow back and forth movements can let water into the cavity around like your leg, for instance. So you could loosen your leg and move it a little bit. Yeah. But it's going to take you a really long time. Well, I mean, what else out. are you going to do? I mean, Just true. sit there and die. But yeah, they say the most, the biggest danger if you're stuck in quicksand, is you're immobilized, right? Is that you could be engulfed by an incoming tide. Because you can't put your head above the water. Yeah. Ugh. But it's super rare. It's super rare to die in quicksand. No, I read that like four <laughs> people or five people a year die in quicksand. Mm, but I mean, that's not so bad. <laughs> I mean, but In comparison it's... to like, you know, driving a car. Well, of course. Or flying. Yeah, but there's some other things that's like... Let's just say the chances aren't zero. Right, right, right. Right. The chances aren't zero. Yeah. But they do say it's very rare. There is yeah. a 2005 study by this researcher, Daniel Bond, at the University of Amsterdam, who had heard all these cautionary tales about quicksand from shepherds when he was in Iran. He went to Iran for like a visit for something. Mm -hmm. And so they ended up trying to replicate quicksand in the laboratories. They took these aluminum beads that had the same density as a typical human body, and they made quicksand. 
And then they shook it and put the body, the aluminum body on the top, right? And then the quicksand collapsed, but the beads didn't get sucked all the way under. It's like people know this, but he did it in a lab. So now we Mm -hmm. know this is what happens, Mm -hmm. is that they just float to the surface, no more than half submerged. But as Bond told the journal Nature, the biggest danger of quicksand is getting stuck in it on a beach during low tide and then being drowned. And there was a story about a woman in 2012 a 33-year-old British woman visiting Antigua. So yeah, she was there for her her father's wedding. And according to the Telegraph, she went to the beach to watch the sunset and she got stuck in quicksand and she was crying out all night. Nobody heard her. She was far enough away, right? Don't go walk on the beach at night by yourself. Oh my gosh. Um, And night came and the tide rose and she died before rescuers could find her. Really sad. That is terrible. Yeah. And the local coroner said it's frightening how quickly it all happened. I mean, it is. Yeah. Just take it easy on those beaches. For real. So I have a couple of sites that I'm going to read a little bit about. One of them is that, like, why, you know, if quicksand is, like, not the quicksand of, you know, the Princess Bride, Mm -hmm. right? Where they're just, like, fully engulfed. I mean, that's like... <laughs> I is feel that like, the one where the quicksand kind of looks like oatmeal, too? Like, yeah. it looks kind of Yeah, chunky. when they come out. Well, and the thing is, I think there's a lot of air in that okay. sand. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's how she fell so quickly. Because there's no water there. It's all air. And oatmeal. And, well, and obviously, there's probably a trapdoor or something like that. Uh-huh. It's, just, it's just oatmeal. That's what it is. <laughs> Don't ever get caught in oatmeal and air. That's <laughs> bad news. It's another episode for another day. <laughs> But yeah, so all these movies and things, right? Like they depicted people just like fully getting sucked under yes. in the middle of a desert. That's always, right? It's always like in a place where there's no water. Yeah. That's So you're telling me it's all lies. Those the are movies lies, are lying to us? The movies are lying to you. I found this article on Slate.com. It is entitled uh, Terra Infirma, The Rise and Fall of Quicksand. This is by Daniel Ingberg. So when he was growing up, Right. Mm -hmm. He's like when he was in like fourth grade, he's like everybody was afraid of quicksand. Oh, it was a thing. I'm like, absolutely. He looks he looks like we're the same age. He's like 30 years ago, quicksand might have sprung up at recess in pools of discolored asphalt or the dusty corners of the sandbox. You know, like when you're playing with your friends or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's going to be quicksand over there. People used to be really afraid of it. But. I guess over what a period of time, mm-hmm. people just stopped talking. Like we were talking the other day about the Bermuda Triangle, right? It's like what happened? What happened? Same thing with quicksand. What happened? Well, it turns out that there's like, I think he has a graph in here. One of the articles has a graph where it shows like quicksand percent of movies, right? On your Y axis and on your X axis is the era of movies. And there's this massive peak between 1950s starts going up 60s 70s uh-huh. and then it starts to kind of go down a little until the 2000s and 1984 got a little blip there <laughs> just just yeah just 1984 quicksand <laughs> well, it was like it wasn't really it, quicksand that was but, emotional you know. quicksand <laughs> sorry <laughs> and then down so the the 50s to the 80s right are just mm-hmm. like man it is the time for quicksand why because b movies jen Oh, yeah. So many, like, so many, random yeah. B-movies yeah. just put quicksand in there. Uh-huh. And people were like, oh, my God, quicksand. That's why. That's why we're so damaged when it well, comes to Well, I know quicksand. with my kids, now lava's all the rage. Oh, yeah. Gotta, everything's lava. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, what's up with that? That makes sense. There's been a lot of 
Yeah, there's been a lot of like remakes of like Pompeii and <laughs> and like I don't know. The Rock has definitely been in since we're talking about The Rock last week. Like the floor is lava. Yeah, so many movies about. <laughs> like, lava. I mean, I'm pretty sure there was some quicksand when I was a kid. It wasn't all um, lava for sure. For sure. <laughs> don't go over there. There's quicksand. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, they're missing out, kids these days. So you guys should go and read this whole article. It's pretty great. But I'm just going to read this one part. From kind of the beginning, uh, he says, one day in late February 1995, a 32-year-old electronic sales associate named Duncan Edwards was sitting at a computer in Dallas running keywords through a Usenet search. I don't even remember Usenet. I don't know Usenet. No. Um, a moment later, he found himself staring at a primitive homepage with bright yellow wallpaper. At its center was a pixelated graphic, a clip art collage showing a stand of cattails and a white pith helmet floating in a pool of sludge. The name of the site appeared just above the quicksand page. If you wanted to know, it still exists. You can go look at it. Uh, the copyright is 1997 and 2006, but it's, uh, let's see, D-E-L-L-A-M-E-N-T-E dot com backslash quicksand. Whoa. <laughs> the quicksand page. The quicksand page. So has it been updated? No, not since like <laughs> 1997 or something. My heart pounded. I very nearly fainted, said Edwards, recalling that first visit. I didn't sleep for the next three days. He'd stumbled across an online community of quicksand enthusiasts. Kindred spirits, it turns out. Some were, quote, sinkers, those who crave the sensation of being mired in deep mud, the suction that's created when you step into waterlogged clay. The stories they post to the group message boards, which have flourished over the past 15 years, suggest a shared spirit of adventure. Last summer, one quicksand fan set up a collaborative Google map for sinking holes, which now has more than 100 sites marked around the world, from the tidal muds near San Diego, California, to the loamy bogs of Finland. So holes are assigned a score from 1 to 10, depending on amenities like privacy, depth, thickness, and available parking. Okay, so I went to the quicksand page. I'm like, what is he talking about? I don't see... There's like a comments thing, maybe. I don't know. No, that's like there's I don't see anything about a message board. So maybe that got taken down. It's like down. a kink site. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like a fetish site. It totally is. Because <laughs> because there's like okay. He goes on to say, to hear a quicksand fan describe his interests can be unnerving. Many describe what amounts to a sexual fascination with helpless women flailing for their lives. But there's more to the fetish than a bondage fantasy. For some, the excitement hinges on a damsel in distress, melodrama, with a heroic rescue. The mythology of quicksand can be just as inspiring on its own terms, conveying a nostalgia, erotic or not, for old-time serials and wilderness tales. One member of the community, Crypto, describes feeling a sexual attraction to the quicksand itself as opposed to whoever or whatever happens to be trapped in it. He doesn't care whether the victim is male or female, human or animal. As a little boy, he was drawn to the scene from the 1960 Disney film Swiss Family Robinson, in which a zebra sinks into the mud bog. I do not remember that at all. I don't remember watching it. I mean, I kind of remember that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not that the whole, yeah. No. It is the quicksand alone that is a trigger for the sexual response, he explains over email. It's just the way I am wired genetically, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. For sure. Everyone's got their thing. So basically, these people can get together and they can go to like super muddy places or sinkholy places. And then if you bring a friend, then they help you get out. Sure. Basically. But like, what if you go alone? Maybe that's the three or four deaths a year, Jen, is from this group. I don't Uh, know. mm, Honestly. Yeah. Just people looking for it. 
looking for quicksand. Wow. Oh, good time. So, well, yeah. You can always just go get a mud bath. You could just go get a mud bath. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, if you're interested, you go check out the quicksand page. There's There are some just like quicksand in the movies, facts about... And I just want to mention here that there's no... Uh, there's like a Richard Pryor image of him going into quicksand. Richard Pryor? No. Uh, who's the exercise guy? Richard Simmons? Simmons. I like Richard Pryor's oh the comedian. God. Yes. Wow. No, I- <laughs> wow. <laughs> fail richard simmons yeah anyway that's okay um so yeah there's all these quicksand movies that are listed in here there's amok is the first one a 1978 italian film originally titled replica of a crime it's a mystery mystery Mm. movie i think a body gets uh, put into quicksand which i was just listening to that age well the other day they did an episode on psycho Uh and they were talking about how you know in psycho when he pushes the car into the water the pond yeah but it's like a it's like a tiny pond Right. It's like they probably did it on a soundstage or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. And it, but it's like a tiny, and you're like, how how can that car even fit Real in Real deep. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, it can't be quicksand because it would have just floated. <laughs> it wouldn't oh, have right. gone all the way down. Right. Yeah. It's a deep pond. Maybe. I don't know. I guess it depends on the car. But yeah, there's some lists in here of different, but there's not, it's, I mean, it's not exhaustive. It's a really short list, honestly. You can write in, there's some safety tips also, where to watch out for quicksand. If you fall into quicksand. You know, don't panic. Patience and rest are the two rules to remember. So I don't know. That's so weird. Yeah. I don't know where the link is for the uh, the online forum. Right. But hopefully I can find it. From 1997? <laughs> From 1997. I don't know. Maybe it's still around someplace. Maybe they started a new one. It's totally possible. Yeah. Too many people were joining. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I guess. if the, I mean, if that's what they like and they can do it safely. Yeah. Then it. go for it. Just do it. You do you. I'm still thinking about that 101 Ways to Die or whatever that show was called. Because <sighs> it's like stuck insane. in my head. Yeah, it's insane. And it's also like, I'm like, hmm, we could get a lot of get a lot of story ideas from that. It's true. I mean, <laughs> that when we were first talking, I was like, that was the episode. and But it's like, what else can you say about it? Yeah. What else can you say? Tragic. It's horrific. Yeah. Terrible. I I think that's what it is about quicksand that inspired all of the movies. I mean, because quicksand is real. Uh It's not as crazy as movies portray it to be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, there's this grain of truth in it that like the idea that you're just stuck there. Mm -hmm. And what if you're someplace and nobody can hear you and you just can't get out for whatever reason? Or you're sleeping in your bed and you fall into the earth, into a sinkhole. Honestly, these are things that keep me awake at night. (laughs) Or you wake up and you're in a coffin. How do you even have a lighter? I mean, nobody smokes anymore. (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) do? That's the reason to pick up smoking again. Honestly, so that if you get buried (laughs) in a coffin, you have (laughs) Or at least just carry a Zippo. You can light other people's cigarettes. Right, uh, just in case. Or just light people's candles. Right. Be like, well, I mean, I you, got a, you got a Halloween candle over here. Can you just bring out your Zippo? <laughs> oh, Light some incense. Whatever. So good. There's a lot of uses. Yeah. And Zippos, sure. I remember they used to be so cool. Yeah. That was like the cool thing. I, there was definitely a period of time where yeah. I dated a guy who could do that. The flip Zippo open, thing? Flip open, you know, run it on something. Like you don't even touch it with your hands. I was like, trash talking some like vaping things. The yeah. other day, I was like, so, so vape, like who vape? And then I'm like thinking, and John's like, well, I mean, it's the same thing as like when, you know, Every, like you're a teenager and everybody smoked. Yeah. I'm like, no, 
<laughs> You're like, I never did that. I never. I would have never done that. I definitely did not know the one gas station you could go to to get cigarettes as there an underage There was a person. kid at this little thing, night market thing that we went to the other day. I swear he looked like he was 10. He was vaping. Uh-huh. And even my daughter, who's 12, was like, that kid looks younger than me and he's vaping. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And yeah. But then the the smell came from it. Mm-hmm. And it smelled exactly like how Pika smells when she comes from the groomer. It's like this grapey smell. And I was like, wait a second. What's happening right the now? The groomer is just vaping, <laughs> vaping into I mean, your dog. But it, yeah. But I'm like, that's how good the vaping smells. Well, I feel like I feel like that is somehow more devious than cigarettes. It is. And this right? is like this kid. Yeah. I was like, is anybody like going to, is this, stop this? Isn't kid? this okay or not okay? I mean, who's, but I don't know. He's probably 25. No, there's no way. He's like, he, he stole it from somebody. At he had house. to be, he was probably like, I mean, you know, boys like are really small when they're yeah. still in middle school. He had to That's be true. in middle school at the most. I don't know. I feel like my brother didn't grow until he was like a junior in high school or something. I don't know. It was weird. But I'm also like old now, so everybody looks right. young to me. They look all of them look like babies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about like when I was yeah, I couldn't drive because mm-hmm. I was babysitting at this woman's house and she smoked marble reds and they bought cartons. Oh like, yeah, I remember like I remember on. babysitting for people who had cartons of yeah. cigarettes. And they just had them in the kitchen. <laughs> and I was like and she, they had a pool. And, and like, you're like, was, would they know? And I was there all day long, you know, yeah. and her, the little girl was taking a nap. And I was like, I'm just, I think I've told you this before, <laughs> this story. I don't think I've ever talked about this in the podcast. It's so stupid. It's such a like kid thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I went and I got a cigarette and I went into the bathroom, Jen, <laughs> the bathroom. Who does that? She had, I did the same thing at so my stupid. dad's when went I was Went into a kid. the bathroom. I'm like trying to remember all of the movies I've ever seen. You yeah, know, like yeah. how do you do this? And I had like a book of matches. What's so crazy is how much this is similar to my my own experience. Right? Yeah. I lit the cigarette. I tried to smoke it, but I couldn't. Uh, yeah. I didn't know what I was yeah, doing. It was and terrible. I was like, oh, this tastes awful. Yeah. I I rinsed it. <laughs> right? I rinsed it off. I wrapped it in toilet paper. Uh-huh. And I threw it in the garbage. Okay. Uh-huh. Maybe like two weeks later. Maybe it was less than that. I'm coming back to babysit. The mom pulls me aside. <laughs> she says, Megan, I'm not accusing you of anything. <laughs> and this is me, like, always following the rules. I You're just getting to- all, like, teary-eyed when she starts to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to accuse you of anything. But did you, did you take a cigarette and, and smoke it? And I was like, no, no, ma'am. Like, fully lying. But, like, yeah. and uh, face was red, all the things. I'm she knows she I'm lying. She Everybody knew. knows I'm lying. I, and she's like, listen. <laughs> um She's like, I really need a babysitter right I, now. <laughs> I, she's like, I don't think it's my daughter who did this. You know, she's like so much shorter than me. She's five. <laughs> she's, can I get up there? You know, those are things that we just don't want around her. Like, that's not something that should be happening. I was like, cool, 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 cool. I'll make sure she doesn't touch your cigarettes. <laughs> oh God. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was like, it wasn't me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it was awful. And I felt like this pain in my stomach the whole time. I was just like, oh, I'm such an awful person. I totally took one of my... Let's see. I think I took one when it was like sitting around somewhere because mm-hmm. I was visiting over the summer and I was so bored. <laughs> I was just like staying with him. Yeah. And so I went and got one and I hid it. 
<laughs> so that later, yeah, when yeah. he was at work yeah. and I was just there by myself, I could like try it. I did the same thing. I went in the bathroom and I was like, blah. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> it, yeah. It but was terrible. But imagine that you went to smoke it and it tasted like grape. Oh, yeah. You'd have been like, oh. I mean, you remember candy cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Loved yeah. them. They were great. So, I love how this episode on quicksand has turned into a conversation about cigarettes. Yeah. Maybe. Sorry, everyone. Uh, we haven't recorded in a while. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that's all I have for our nature nugget today. That's amazing. On, uh, quicksand. Yeah. It, there's really not a lot. It's kind of like there are some stories about people who basically get caught in quicksand and mm-hmm. most of them are about tides coming in or or they were like in an area where no one heard them and then they died of exposure. That's the other thing. I don't think I mentioned that exposure. Yeah. Business. But that's the one I was thinking about too. Mm-hmm. I swear there was something in that movie um, that I did the story about the guy who got lost in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. I swear he got stuck in something. Oh, maybe similar to... But he was able to pull himself out, but it was the same yeah. thing. He had to use, like, all his strength to get his feet out of this, like... Yeah. Muddy, sandy, boggy kind of situation. Right. Yeah. It's the one with uh, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> I do remember that story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't... But yeah, just imagine you get your foot caught in some quicksand. I mean, just that. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I mean, I've been in some deep, I've been in some deep tarot patches before. Yeah, the mud is scary. And it's scary. You're like, man, and the effort, the effort of just like walking through it. Yeah. And like, thank God there's more water than particles. Yeah. (laughs) uh, That you're able to get out. But it's like, that's why people chew beetle nut all the time. You got to take a break after. It's hard work. You got to go sit down. Yeah. Drink a beer. Yeah. Chew some beetle nut. <laughs> Have some sardines. Smoke a cigarette. Got to get some mackerel. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to take a, you got to like, yeah, recover. Yeah. Rest and recover. Seriously. Anyway. All right. Thanks, Megan. You're welcome. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Be safe. Yeah. Okay. Check your candy for razors. Yeah. Seriously. Just kidding. Yeah. Hopefully not. You're Gonna Die Out There is produced by us, Jen and Megan, and edited by the talented and super nice guy, Jonathan Pillsbury. Thank you, Jonathan. Yay. Yay. Uh, All of this is possible because of an amazing group of Nature Nerd patrons. If you would like to be part of our super cool nerd community on Patreon, just go to our website at you'regonnadieoutthere.com, or you can check our link tree on our Instagram page, which is kind of amazing. It is. I'm sorry. But it is. Uh, another way you can support is by leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you do, Jen will send you a really kick ass sticker. You just have to send us your mailing address. I will do it if I forget. Hey, if you left us a review and I didn't send you a sticker, send us an email. Let me know. Just let me know. Uh, also, we would love to hear from you. We get a lot of our stories from listener suggestions, a lot. We kind of steal them. All the time. Yeah. Um, Because they're so good. So if you would like to do that, go to our website. We have a contact page at you'regonnadieoutthere.com or an email, you'regonnadieoutthere at gmail.com. And at the beginning of the episode, we give you a shout out. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And until next time. Don't die out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.